What's happening? What's happening, everybody? As always, the DNA podcast every week. I'm so glad to be doing I'm I get so excited doing this every week. But anyways, I said every week too. But anyways, it is November 20th right now. This pod this episode's gonna be dropping a day early because it's Thursday, it's Thanksgiving, so I might as well get all my happy Thanksgivings out the way and all that good stuff. Um, but today is really special. Today is a really special day for me. It's because when I first let me start here. When I first moved to uh, Colorado, which has been about three years. It was a few artists that I tried to like, that I found when I was trying to dig into the music scene up here. Cause I'm originally from Texas, as y'all know. And, you know, there was three artists I found. One I found was Jordan. Then I found another lady named Kayla Ray. And then I found an amazing, super like, like it just sounded effortless and like flawless when I heard her voice. And she's gonna be the special guest today. But I think I just skipped something too. So let me get into this. My name is Devin, I am the host. And um, shout no. out Devin. Yes, shout <laughs> out. Yeah, see, and um, yes, Devin. Devin, no one cares on all socials. So let me get to my special guest. Her name is Yasi. Welcome to the DNA podcast. Hello, happy to be here, or technically for you to be at my home. Yes, because this is literally <laughs> like people don't understand. This podcast is a laptop and two mics, and I just pull up wherever I'm needed. So Hell like, yeah. there's a super convenience in that. But how's it? How's everything going? How's your day going? How's the week been? Um, it's been cool. I am just prepping for my next two shows that might be the last shows of 2018. So I'm feeling anxious, scared, happy and ready. And yeah. Why are you scared? Um, because I put a lot of expectations on myself. Ah, uh, I get you. So yeah, I get you. It's like that anxiety of just kind of like making sure you fulfill what you see in your mind and exactly. how you want it to come out. Exactly. That makes sense. So this is going to be episode. I just really want to, I don't, for the first time, you know, sometimes I try to do my research with somebody or I'm like super, super familiar. I'm super familiar with your music. And I think I actually recently, I think the first time I met you, which I think was at, um, what was that festival called? UMS. Yes, UMS, yeah. and you were with those. I said, "Hey, what's up?" And that was the first time I've actually like ever met you, which is super weird because a lot of people know who I am on social media, yeah. but they don't know who I am like in real life, which Same. I kind of like. Like I kind of like that <laughs> balance, and so it was just kind of different. Cause I was like, "This podcast, I really want to know, of course, just who you are." And I know, you know, I think you come from different backgrounds. I find super interesting, and like this your music. So I'm just gonna dive all into it today. So I want to start by first asking, you know, in third person, you can answer this. Who is Yasi? Um, Yas, that's a good question. No. <laughs> that's a question I ask myself every morning. Does it um, change every day? Because I know my answer changes every day. Yeah, definitely. I guess as of today, um, Yasi is a creative from Denver, Colorado, who likes to create because that's the only way I know how to make sense of the world. Now by create, I don't, I don't even think, I think I just totally skipped even saying this. You are a musician, you yeah. sing, you write. Mm -hmm. What as do you produce as well? No. no. Um, I, the, the most I do with a production is either like help pick out sounds or just like throw out like, I want it to feel like it's raining on. Like the vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or I'll just like, you know, say oh it would be cool to add this or add that so more or less it's like i pick the ingredients and i let somebody else cook it i feel that you know um but the other things that i do creatively are like i do graphic design and 
You I do? Like draw. Yeah. Oh, you designed, I think I saw it on Instagram recently. It was like this, um, like this shirt you made. Yeah. Yeah. That, you make, did you make that as well? Yeah. I made the t-shirts based off of like, um, like journal entries mm-hmm. and drawings that I've made. And I just kind of combined the two and then I make like digital collages, which are really fun. And, um, I'm also trying to like get better at drawing and I really want to put out like a, a clothing line. That would be dope. Yeah. I think that's super dope. You said journal writing. Are you a journalist? Like, do you, not journalist, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but do you journal? No. A journalist? Um, yeah. I mean, like, it comes and goes in waves. Like, sometimes it's like I can't go a day without journaling. And, like, recently, I don't think I've written in my journal since, like, my birthday, which was, like, two weeks ago. So Happy late birthday. Thank I you. didn't even know. No, I, feel like <laughs> I should have brought gifts. It's all good. This is, <laughs> this is a gift. <laughs> okay. Bet. So that's dope. So, you know, you have, I think the the latest song you uh, put out or latest feature you had, which <laughs> yeah. is... I've only put out one song this year, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it takes time though. I noticed that with a lot of up and coming artists, they may drop a lot of music at one point and then for a while you'll see them kind of just not be quiet, but they'll just kind of, you can tell they're in their mode where they're just cooking. Like yeah. They're not focused on creating and putting things out. They're just yeah. focused strictly on creating. Totally. And I'm pretty sure that's where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> and so thinking to myself, you know, when did you, everybody kind of, in this day and age, you know, I think it's easier to make music. It's easier to blow up. It's easier to basically do anything you want to do or portray mm-hmm. that way because of social media. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, you know, with your music sounding so just like authentic and effortless, when did you kind of first start taking it serious that you wanted to make music? Um, honestly, I got serious about it when I went to college because I wasn't really making any friends my freshman year. And the only thing that really like made sense, which like this, it's like a reoccurring theme in my life where like whenever I stray away from music, I always kind of just like find myself back with it because it's like the only thing that feels like comforting and understanding Mm -hmm. and like that I have a purpose. So when I left UNC after a semester, I came home and I just realized I needed to work on music and I was in a band and that was really fun and it helped me like it helped me learn without being like the person in the center. You know what I mean? Like just like as like part of an entity and I got to perform uh, at a lot of venues at a younger age, which was nice because when I did do my solo thing, Mm -hmm. it seemed like I'd been performing for a long time because I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess after the band broke up, I was more serious about it because I realized that like I had something special. I feel that. Yeah. When they like, when they broke up, and I'm, I know that's something I didn't really know. I, you were in a band, which is cool to learn. <laughs> yeah, shout out Agewood. See, yeah, and so like with every band, I feel like you know everybody kind of goes their own ways, or they restructure later or whatever. What did you kind of? What was like the one big thing that you pulled that you still remember till this day that helped you out in your career right now? His name is DJ Five Eight. <laughs> DJ Five Eight. Yeah, my DJ now is has been with me since like the beginning of my career. Ah, so yeah. And like while like Alton like Alton so I had like an EP before like Stranded Feelings came out and mm-hmm. I just like heard it and I was like I don't want to release any of this but mm. Alton did produce a lot of that stuff so it's like we've always been making music with each other and he kind of understands me and he understands like my personality and my fears and stuff because he's legitimately known me for like seven years now um, so yeah if it wasn't for him. I would be pretty lost. He's he's kind of like a sounding board. And yeah, 
Sorry, that sounds usually my neighbors no, going funny. in I, and out like, of the balcony. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard it, but it sounded like this like super loud smash noise. But by my in my house, by my house, literally there's a train that comes by every hour. Oh, no and way. it sounds like the building is falling down layer by layer. Oh god. It is the worst. Yeah, I hope the people next door don't get in another fight. They like get in these screaming matches. And I'm like, it's Sunday. Like, I'm just trying to watch Netflix. This is random. Whenever you hear screaming matches next to the door, do you ever, like, play some, like, super turnt music just to see how crazy they, like, to feed into the, the energy Well, honestly, they speak a different language, and I'm still trying to figure out what it oh, is. Oh, Yeah. Mm. I can't figure out if it's Vietnamese or Korean, and I know that those sound completely different, but I just cannot figure it out. <laughs> and I know Korean people, so I know some of the words. Yeah. So I'm just, like, waiting to hear something that's familiar. And like, ah, figured it out. Yeah. That's but. hilarious. That was a total sidetrack. <laughs> but that's what this is about, about being raw and authentic. So it sounds like, what was his name, DJ58? Yeah, shout out all to you. It sounds like he also, in a way, inspired you, which makes me wonder who else, or who are some other inspirations that you have when it comes to music or just creating in general? Um, I think that every creative person can say that, um, like, love, feelings, and people mm. are what keep art moving. You know right, what I mean? 100%. Um, like people create feelings and feelings creates art and yeah. Do you find that you make your best music during the worst parts of your life or it just depends? Unfortunately, yes. Why is that? Like I, I, I get it. Like I get it because I feel like to make music, to make the best music and to even make music, you have to live life. Yeah, totally. So for like, sure. That's what everybody says. And then the people who don't do that, the music just sounds different because it's more of like a party thing. Yeah. Is that kind of how? Yeah. Um, I personally haven't found a way to make a happy song not sound cheesy. <laughs> um, and also like I've never been in love. So like mm-hmm. I don't really have like a, like I've always like thought about love and I've been like in lust with people, but I've never been in love. So I can't, I can't create something that I haven't experienced. I feel that's but, real. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff that I have experienced is, like, depression, anxiety, frustration, like, unrequited love, um, heartbreak. Unrequited love? Yeah. What does that mean? I'm I'm somebody who's, like, when I hear a vocabulary word <laughs> that I don't know, I'm like, ooh, what's that? So, like, unrequited love is, like, when you're into somebody and they're not into you at all. Oh, okay. So like, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I was going to say, if you listen to Frank Ocean, you know yes. the theme. <laughs> yes. So... Real quick, side note, before I even go to the mm-hmm. next question. You said, listen to Frank Ocean. What's your favorite Frank Ocean song off top? I literally don't know what to say. Because so one. many Think answers come at once. Listen, I <laughs> loved Frank since, like, the Lonnie Brooks era. That's real, because that's a long-ass project. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, find that before I found um, Nostalgia Ultra. Yes. But when I found that, I literally would only listen to that, waiting for Channel Orange to drop. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, like, I can't pick. Like, there's so many good ones. I guess, like... Um, the one that like comes into my head right now is always nights, but also I think his endless project like got slept on that so hard. That was so underrated. That's yeah, 100% I'm true. like I so annoyed with way. people that are like blah 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 and forget about endless. I'm like rushes two is like hands down one of my favorite Frank songs. That's the real. I'm trying to think. That's the one that's like really really sad in a way. Uh, right? it's like like one of the lines is like infatuation's a rush. Yes, I think yeah. that's what we're talking about. That, yes, like. I so like I get weird with lyrics and if like something I really get weird sticks, with <laughs> if something really sticks with me it's like I want to like tattoo it on my forehead and just like write the lyrics everywhere that's and wild. like that's how his song makes me feel for sure yeah it's funny you say that because that's one of my favorite songs off that project mm-hmm. and then actually I think my favorite 
My favorite song from him, which people I feel like don't really know unless they really knew about Nostalgia Ultra, Nostalgia Ultra, mm-hmm. was um, American Wedding. Oh, that one's so good. And the Beatles tried to sue him for that. So that and is, or not the Beatles, or the, Eagles. the Eagles. What? Did I say Beatles? <laughs> yeah. And he ended up taking it down. So like, yeah. if you try to he find it, he can never perform that song live unless he remasters oh. it. And like, one of the, like, this is why I love Frank because he's like, fuck the man. A hundred percent. He, um, after he got that lawsuit against him, he had like a show coming up and he played that song. No but way. But he completely like changed the arrangement of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, like that's what they were suing for. You know what I mean? That's So crazy. I was like, God, I just love this motherfucker so much. That's so wild. That's like one of my favorite songs from him. Like when I first heard the album, I was in love with the album. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that song, I was just like, oh my God, yeah, the story. Insane. It sounded like it was, all due respect to the Eagles, it just sounded like it was Frank's. Yeah, I like, agree. Like that's that why they sued. Sounded. If it wasn't better than the actual <laughs> song, they wouldn't have sued. Like, that's literally why they sued. That's insane. That's small dick energy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. But once it, I, I'm loving this right now because I get to just go off on topics, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. But just to kind of straight back into the music, one thing I was kind of wondering is, you know, when you think about a lot of artists, I feel like, you know, I think about me and how my parent and my parents or, you know, people that I've met and their parents mm-hmm. create doing things creatively mm-hmm. is you know in this day and age is, there's an outlet for that there's a way to make a living there's a way to make money get to the bag all that stuff but i don't think our parents experienced that or had that opportunity in their generation yeah so i'm curious on you know how was it how did your parents take you making music and just going into things creatively in general um yeah so my mom grew up like during a revolution and like a 10-year world war so like that was kind of like the last thing on anybody's mind because you are i'm from iran so i'm persian or iranian whichever you please i'm so glad you say that because i always mess it up you're all good everybody does yeah everybody does um but yeah so my mom like was just looking for a job with stability mm-hmm. and my dad came to America like at the height of the Iranian hostage situation. So he was also just looking for a job with security Yeah, and every like immigrant parents dream or like I would even just say like people of color's dream um, is to have their kids be like lawyers or doctors, like you know, American so- dream. Uh, like, Love I don't know truth. if you would say, call it an American dream anymore, mm-hmm. but like anymore. You know, yeah. yeah. But back in the day. Exactly. Like, was- like, cause it just seemed like st- stability and lots of money. And yeah. like that, I feel like with our parents generation, like that was all that they thought meant happiness. And, um, yeah. So, and that was going to be the plan. Like I was like in middle school, like ready to go to law school and like had this like whole like life plan out for me. And then I just realized I like hated school <laughs> Like and in general? Yeah. Like I wanted to be a sports journalist. Like that's what I, what I, I did was going to. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so glad. It's crazy how that all plans out because I definitely right? was like, I'm done. And then you think about it when, you know, you're 20. Can I say your age? Do you care? I mean, sure. It's fine. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> I'll say my age first. If she doesn't feel bad. I'm 26. <laughs> she's 25. You want to be a sports journalist. And I remember not knowing for sure if like this creating and things is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I saw ESPN start falling out. They oh, were yeah. cutting people. Mm-hmm. They were losing journalists. They were like getting into all these, um, yeah, the Me Too movement happened yeah. with them. And so it was like yeah. all these signs of like, you're like, you did the right thing for getting out when you did because. Yeah. Well, I also didn't get in it because one of my friend's dad uh, was a sports journalist and he mm-hmm. was pretty much like, yeah, they just like hire pretty girls to like read off of teleprompters. And I was like, well, Figures. what's the point of like investigative journalism? And I know all those women like want to do that. Yeah. You know, stuck. but yeah. So then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do music. And uh, my parents didn't like take it serious up until like a year ago. Were they heard about? Like, were they heard about? Or was it like, 
Like that when they saw you doing music, were they ever like, oh, you're going to go somewhere with this? Or they were just like, oh, she's just having fun. Yeah, I think it was like she's just having fun and like maybe she'll snap out of it. Mm. Because, you know, like. like phase. Yeah, exactly. Because I never really stuck with anything. Like I always try stuff out and like, yeah, there might be like I do it for years and then I just completely abandon it. But like this is like music. Well, now that I think about it is like the only thing I've done consistently in my entire life. Um, but yeah, I think um, my dad believed in me before my mom did. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't mean like this in a harsh way like no, my yeah, mom yeah. loves me and stuff yeah she but like saw it first yeah my dad was just like okay yeah i believe in you and like i'm down like this is cool and then i think it took my mom seeing me in cons i can't remember where i played where she was like oh yeah like i get it now mm-hmm. and so now it's really cool because like now my mom is like all right well if you're gonna do this like i just want you to know like the industry's tough and like this is gonna be hard right and if you want to do that then you have my support so whenever i cry she's like remember i told you this is a tough industry and i'm like yeah fuck you're right yo but there has to be such like a blessing and just like so dope to have somebody in your corner like that because i feel yeah. like a lot of people don't have that yeah i mean a lot of people barely even have friends to even oh yeah be genuine yeah yeah um i'm so lucky i'm so lucky that my parents like but the thing is is like i'm good and like i put in the time and effort it's not oh, just 100%. like yeah you like in your music thank you but yeah it that's the other thing too it's not that you know you're like your parents shouldn't believe you if you're like i have a dream but like i don't really have a plan you know what i mean like they're allowed to like be like to uh okay yeah totally you. anybody's yeah. allowed to do that too because like people talk especially nowadays with social media like it's so easy to like create this mirage but if you don't have any action behind it then like what are you doing it'll never last yeah it'll never last so yeah like of course my parents believe in me because i like didn't quit and you say you didn't quit Mm -hmm. which i can definitely like i said i always i always go back to the music i always feel like when you want to know something is real or fake you just check into the content Mm -hmm. and you know, talking about quitting, did you ever have a time? I know I've definitely had a time where I was like, you know, let me just really step away from this because I really like don't know if this is where I want to go. Do you ever have that time where you really, really hit that wall and was like, am I this even where I should be? Am I even going in the right way? Oh, this, yeah. Excuse me. This is what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that because especially like this past year, I hadn't released any music and it's like, I'll be completely honest, like the instant gratification of like social media with like when you release things and people hear things, you're like, oh, I'm valid. Even if it's just for like two minutes of this person's day. Yeah. Um, it like, it kind of started to slow down. And I think like, you know, like, um, music blogs and um venues were kind of just like well you haven't really released anything so like what are we really push like we can't keep yeah. pushing a two-year-old thing which makes sense and like after i think it was like it was uh earlier before the summer started so like april may mm-hmm. i was like nothing i feel like i'm creating wait no this was before yeah, actually, this was my mental breakdown. Then everything there happened. There we go. Get it right. You okay, got it. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out. I have mental breakdowns all the time. Um, but so we have to discuss that. I want. I want to like touch on that later on. But go yeah, ahead. I yeah. Um, but um, I would just say that I had this like crazy mental breakdown about like my day job kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, nothing's going good with music, and nothing's going good with this, and like it didn't feel like anything I was creating was saying anything. Like I was like making all these songs, but they just felt like I was only trying to make something catchy so I could get Focus quote unquote f- further because everybody kept telling me like you need a hit, you need a hit. Mm. Like literally everybody from like every sector of anything, and the only like one of the only people that like that was in my music corner 
was my manager, Michael. And he was like, literally, Yaz, the only thing you need to worry about is making music. He was 100%. like, it might suck. It might be good, but you're going to make something great at one point. And so that was always good advice. And like advice that kind of like brought me back down to earth where it's just like, just keep creating and some days it's going to feel phony and some days it's going to feel good. But yeah. But yeah, I definitely wanted to quit like a million times because, you know, it's just like if you want to be able to eat off your passion. And it takes so long. It takes like, so long and people don't understand it. Cre- being being creative is such an interesting area to fall in because it's, it's it kind of goes back to you saying instant gratification because some of us instant gratification is somebody caring some of it is like building a base some some of it is like making money mm-hmm. and it's like you don't when you create you don't really get that cuz you're building literally from the mud so yeah. it's like how do you how do you show people that your grass is green and yeah. it's worth like being you know oh, yeah. seen and like when it, you're still it goes growing. back to what you were saying earlier about like it's it might be easier nowadays to like make music because of the internet but also everything is so saturated 100%. you know what i mean and like that's another problem where it's like like if you think about how like spotify has that like submit your song for a playlist thing yes. I, I don't think that, yeah. yeah i don't think they actually listen to all of that stuff but mm-hmm. like and like can you blame them there's probably like trillions of people that are sending their songs to be like 100 yeah and it's like you hear like five shitty songs in a row like do you really want to click for six you know yeah and so, imagine there's somebody out there who's like let's do what that six is about and yeah. that's what blows my mind because it's like it's we're luck. in that microwave generation yeah like oh yeah it's like you gotta like i even tell my producer i'm like for some of these songs that like we have on my ep i told him i was like yo we gotta cut to the song immediately you can't be doing these like 30 second to 45 second intros Mm -hmm. because like like, yeah like i'm not i'm not there exactly i'm not there yet so it's just like being real with that kind of stuff too yeah and and, but you know at the same time there's certain ways you can do it just in a creative way oh yeah i mean like it's just harder like it makes it harder on already making the song that you're trying to make it's like double work i mean i'm not gonna lie like on my new ep um there's like at least about it your new ep talk about it well i can't say much because you're gonna have to come to my (laughs) show at larimer lounge to hear more about it november 29th november 29th yes dave and doza yes wait what did i just say i just combined it their names (laughs) that's oh my god this is how this week's going with doze and deva and me (laughs) at larry lounge 9 p.m come yes it's funny you did that because i i think yesterday i (laughs) can't believe i I mixed in beyonce and rihanna's name and i think i was like Bianca. Or some shit like that. Wow. And I was just saying off the cuff, but not even <laughs> thinking about it. But you're definitely gonna need to edit that out. They're gonna kill me if I if that makes <laughs> it. But um, yeah. Uh, my EP has like some of those like 30 second intro things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope though. I think yeah, I'm, I'm excited like, to whatever. hear it. How, yeah. how can you tell me how long it is? Or that's too much. It's six songs. Okay. And everybody's heard lies. So and lies on it. Okay. For now, we'll see. For now, yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's, there's something could still change. Something yeah. could still be added. It's me. Everything can always change. <laughs> Yo. I'm so excited because I definitely want to get into so much more. Um, but I want to take a little little break so you can sip some tea, get your vocals cool, right, thanks. and I can sip my whatever I was drinking. I don't even remember. <laughs> and we're gonna get into some new music real quick. This is really like real new new music. She just dropped this, I believe, five days ago. Uh, shout out to the homie Delicia J. She showed. Me, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I will anyways. A while <laughs> back, she showed me some music. You know, like some of the the rap she was working on. Because when I came upon her music, she was making. She was singing more. And she wasn't really in her rapper bag. And now she just recently released two tracks we're about to get into. One is called, the one you're about to hear is called Deposits. The one following that's going to be called Feelings. 
feelings, but like in quotations, it says reasons. So I'm just going to say feelings. And um, she's more into her rapper bag. And I, I wasn't nervous because I kind of knew that she had she had it in her to do it. But actually hearing her have the confidence to let it go and hearing how it sounds, you know, completely produced and just how she rides the beat and the flow and her delivery. Shout out to you. I'm inspired just by you making music and I don't even making music because you took the time out to even push yourself that far. So shout out to you. But let's get into the music. This is Delicia J and this is Deposits.
talking too much, yeah. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for like those soul samples, and I'm so glad she went in on those. That was Delicia J. The song you just heard was Feelings. It's called It's Feelings with Quotations Reasons. I keep saying that because I don't want to like botch the title. <laughs> but and then the song you heard before that was Deposits. Once again, shout out to you for even getting into your rapper bag finally, which I'm super glad you're doing. Keep keep experimenting, keep you know trying different things because it's sounding really good. Um, but I want to get into some more stuff. Hey. So let's get into this real quick. Sounds good. Not real quick, because I, I want to talk about a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you, how can I, how can I kind of bring this in? We talked about the things that you kind of experience and feel, like mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. da da da. And as a female or as a woman, how do you? What have you discovered is one of the most frustrating things in the music industry? Mm, I think. Um, it doesn't even matter that you're in the music industry. I think it's just like, um, expectations of how you're supposed to dress, um, how you're supposed to act, what you're supposed to look like. Those are all really tough, um, things as a woman and a man, um, or whatever your gender pronoun is, um, to deal with, because we all know that like this westernized style is like what you want to look like and it's hard to break away from that. But yeah, I feel that. I feel Mm -hmm. that. And thinking, I said music industry, and I'm I'm curious. I asked. I had a um, guest on the show, actually, like super super good friend of mine, Wick Jones, mm-hmm. uh, and I asked him about like what do you, what is your take on the Colorado music scene? Because I feel like it's I've been here for three years, so mm-hmm. I've kind of had enough time to get my feet a little bit more wet than usual. Mm-hmm. But you've been here, you know, basically all your life, so mm-hmm. you really know the good, the bad, what's going on, you really have a better like sense for it. So what do you think? And keep it real. Um, I know you don't, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> I get it, but keep. I want you to keep no, it 100. No, I think but. that there's a lot of talented people here, mm-hmm. but I think that like the problem is, one, we're not as like big on publicity and like PR, and we don't really have any gatekeepers here to like help those super talented yeah. people reach the next level, at least in like the hip hop, R and B, pop scene. Um, like you know, there's a lot of people that blow up in like jam bands and mm-hmm. EDM and rock music out here. Yeah. Like just because like there is like a plan, there's you know who to go too. through. You know, once somebody makes it they're more inclined to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that sometimes the things that we do are a little redundant and nothing becomes exciting. Like you don't want to keep seeing the same show over and over again. Like with me, like I had like a festival set, but I try to make sure that like no set of mine is the same just because you don't like, you know, like my friends have everything memorized. Like they know my sets and stuff, but like I want to make sure that everybody gets at least somewhat of a newer experience every time they see me live. But for the most part, like there's a lot of talented people here that have a lot of potential to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends on like, you know, if we all network correctly. Do you feel like there's the opportunity to kind of build a community here that can kind of prosper in that type of music area? Or do you feel like you like some people feel like you have to just leave? 
Um, I don't think it'll happen while I'm here, but I think it will happen for sure. Like, I'm not trying to wait for a community to build behind me so I can have like an army of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just like a scene scene. I feel like our scenes did like, I feel like we have a scene, but I feel like it's been the same scene catered towards the same audience and people for a very long time. And it isn't really evolving to like Um, push the new artists who are making even better things. Here's the thing. Like, I don't really know any new artists. You know what I mean? There's like, they're new to me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is like, I, I know who I know and I kind of like stay in my pocket and that's a fault of my own, but, um, a little bit, maybe not. Yeah. I mean like I'm friends with kids like that are in like jam bands and rock Mm -hmm. bands and EDM just because of like where I went to college and stuff. Um, but for me, like, I, I haven't really met a new artist lately that I'm met. Actually, there's this guy named Adele. He's dope. Have you met him? No, I have not. He's really dope. He's probably, like, the coolest person that I've recently found that lives here. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, yeah, I, I don't really, I haven't met anybody recently that I'm excited, like, about because I just don't know. And right. that's because of whatever reason like i feel like all of like there's so many different scenes here and not a lot of them interact with each other and so like i don't know anything about the springs mm-hmm. i don't know anything about Greeley. i don't know anything about boulder scene so it's like how yeah. you know like those are just cities in like a, a smaller state you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so i like I, I know that there are probably a gang of really talented people like there's always you know Something. Instagram pictures I'm seeing that people are playing to like a bunch of crowds and I've never heard their music but um yeah like there's a lot of talented people again but I think we all just get stuck in our ways and we all have to figure out a, our own way because like I said personally I don't think in the next five years there will be like a community in my age range here mm. for me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think this is what I know that the Denver's biggest problem is. Talk and this it. is what I'll say is we have a really hard time engaging with fans. Like artists will always support artists. And that mm-hmm. is a cool thing about here. Like you will always see a bunch of musicians at a bunch of musicians shows. Yeah. That's facts. You know what that's I mean? Very true. And that's cool. Like it's cool to have your peers like, um, like support, support you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, our problem is that we can't seem to make fans fans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or like bring them out at least like they might be on the internet, but mm-hmm. to like physically bring them to a show that just seems to be a problem. And I don't know if it's just a Denver thing or what. And I don't know if it's our fault or the fans fault for just not wanting to quote unquote support a support. local person. You know yeah. what I mean? Because everybody loves you. Like Travis Scott had to leave Texas mm-hmm. to blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. I know you're from Texas, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like he had to leave and then everybody's like, Oh, Houston. Woo, woo, woo. Like, okay. You were not there, but you know, whatever, like it mm-hmm. is what it is. So I think until like, one of us cracks the um, how to convert like and I'm not just saying like I know people have fans out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know people have fans, but I think that until a bunch of us can all consistently like I'm not just saying like me. I'm just saying like me and like 
10 other people can consistently sell out venues and continue to grow and get bigger and bigger, then I think that we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And it's not just like artists supporting artists. That's so great. That's so amazing that we have that. But yeah, it's like you want to sell out a Lost Lake, sell out a Larimer Lounge, sell out a Bluebird, sell out a Gothic, sell out a, you know, you can sell out a Red Rocks because that's what I've seen really successful people do that are from the rock scene, that are from the um, EDM scene. Like Mm -hmm. I've literally watched like Elenium blow up. He's like one of the biggest acts in EDM now. And I literally remember buying a ticket from him to see his Bluebird show. You know, what i mean yeah and that's it's interesting you say that because like you said being from texas i remember seeing i'm lucky enough to have been alive and been like a high school student or whatever it's old enough to understand what's going on in the music scene Mm -hmm. because i remember i don't know how uh familiar you are with texas music i don't know but okay so i'm gonna say some names (laughs) you might not know but i remember the zeros i remember the chameleonaires i remember the paul walls i remember the rizocks i remember the swisher house i remember all of them 50 50 little twin all those things Mm -hmm. and there was this huge community like there was a you know how atlanta has their push like Mm -hmm. all the 21 savage Mm -hmm. two chains gucci qc all that stuff and texas had that and it was like you could feel it like from from where I'm from in Corpus mm-hmm. to Houston, sometimes San Antonio to mm-hmm. Dallas. Like there was this big scene of kind of all of us making different it's music. Group but think. Support- yeah. And yeah. then see what's crazy is and I don't know what I can say is the death of it because I mean it could probably be contributed to so many things. I mean, there's still a lot of people from Texas that are making it really big right now. But think about this. How many people can you name that are from Texas that have, like, really made it, made it right now? Uh, Khalid. One. El Paso, um, which is cool. Really yeah. cool, too. Uh, Travis Scott. It's been a while. But, yes, he's one. Yeah. Um, and that's... See? That's it, right? All I know. But same with Denver. <laughs> and, and, and that's why that's why I find it's kind of interesting because I feel like what you're going through here, what the scene's going through here... It's kind of similar to what we're trying to fight back at home. Like, how do I get people to, like, how do I get the community? The community can come together, but how do I get the community to really come together? Like, not just artists, like yeah. you said, but, like, friends, people who are actually wouldn't, like, yeah. want to come to the show and, like, vibe out and have yeah. a good time and all this kind of thing. So it's, like, this weird, and I feel like social media kind of plays a part in that, too, because now there's so much. Well, people think I can they get know music you anywhere. And, yeah. yeah, like, why do I need to go support yeah, you? Yeah, like, exactly. I'll retweet your music, but I'm not going to yeah. actually show up to your show. Like, I, that's... That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's super nice. I mean, like, for me, too, it's, like, sometimes, like, I, of course, I'm so appreciative of my friends, and, like, I love them, and they, like, hold me down for sure, but I'm just, like, do they see me as an artist or just a friend with a hobby? You know what I mean? Mm. And that, for me, is, like, like with the show coming up, it's, like, I'm trying to show people that, like, I'm actually an, an artist, artist, and I really, really want to do this for a job, and I don't want... You know, I don't want people to just leave a show and be like, yeah, she's dope. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll see her again. Like, I want people to leave and be like, that girl's going to blow up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm getting ahead of myself. Hopefully I don't. (laughs) When you drop your EP, I don't know when your EP is going to drop. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) It's done, but I don't know when it's going to (laughs) drop. That's hilarious. Um, When you drop your EP, do you plan to take this project and try to maybe go on tour out like in, I mean, you know Denver mm-hmm. but like in other states just to um, see what's out there to I mean obviously like I always want to tour that's like the reason I got into music because it's like a free passport with like money True. you know what I mean yeah um but 
for this next EP, like I'm kind of just focusing on like building a online community and then seeing where that online community lives. I feel that. Because yeah, Which touring is fun. Yeah, like touring is fun and like playing shows is fun, but like you have to think about it and you have to like make money. You know what yes. I mean? You and you almost always lose money touring. Always like that's you're paying a, for like the yeah. bass and the people and like, and, like the, you yeah. don't really get the money like beforehand and so <clears throat> excuse me sorry um but yeah it's just like you you're eating like me- disgusting meals and you have to like pay for like hotels and stuff and especially at this like stage i don't think anything would be funded to make money right. and yeah if somebody was like do you want to open up for like this national artist or like do you want to go open up around four cities blah 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 mm-hmm. hell yeah i'm gonna do that but i don't think i'm gonna do any solo touring until i have money yeah (laughs) it's kind of more convenient that way and you have to let the music live a little and like speak for itself and push that out there and then that's how you kind of i guess maybe get the fans or people to actually kind of come and see the show and things like that so that makes a lot of sense and since we're speaking of shows you recently you have you have a headline show i'm gonna say it again november 29th where's it at again larimer lounge Lounge with it's just time to get it right and deva yes and um recently you just performed at the halftime show at the Denver oh Nuggets. yeah 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 like just, yeah you just kept yeah, <laughs> yeah i did that yeah that happened now, it's that dope because it was on my birthday and i was like what the yo i i freak out like i'm i don't really be you know what i'm saying i'm still like i won't say i'm broke because i won't speak that into existence but i've been to a few games and i still like tweak every time i go like yeah i'm it super was... excited how does it feel to be on the floor like performing in front of like that's people don't get the opportunity that's yeah. really rare yeah i know it didn't really hit me until like the next day i was like holy shit i just did that um yeah it was really cool um it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for pause yes um pause is the dj for the denver nuggets um shout out to him yeah and they always have they're starting to have these like mile high friday games where um he's gonna try and showcase more um colorado talent that's dope that's yeah. big yeah that and speaks it, like, to what you were saying what yeah, we were saying earlier exactly. what needs to happen. Yeah, and like that's like dope. Like that's the most people I've ever performed in front of <laughs> in my life. Um and despite like, you know, I only did and like split also shout out split because if it wasn't for him being like i want yazzy on this song and i know i just said <laughs> yazzy because that's my nickname. Yes. Um but he was like i want, you know, yazzy on the song and if it wasn't for both of them being like hey, we need you on this then mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have had that opportunity, but yeah, it was super cool. Um, it was the first time I used in ears and it was just also weird, like getting like snaps from people or like Instagram things from people being like, Oh my God, you're on a jumbotron. And I was like, Holy <laughs> fuck. And then somebody was like, you need to like post a picture that says like hard to be humble when you stunt on a jumbotron. Yo, but I was like, hilarious. I can't, I can't do that. That just seems too egotistical. Too much? Yeah. <laughs> in your mind, you can post that. But yeah, I, like know, in my head, I was social. like, huh, you're so right. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was thinking to myself, just seeing that I was like, damn, like, cause it is this, I'll tell you this one thing. So I don't know if it's just me. I'm not trying to like be, you know, that dude or whatever, <laughs> or say that I have this super crazy ear for music because I mean, I, th- I think I do, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> but, um, you know, I remember I, I was talking to you about this before we even started, mm-hmm. but I had this like interview with Kayla Ray before mm-hmm. I even started the podcast. Shout out stuff. Kayla Ray. Yeah, She's so out. amazing. And it was super crazy because we were talking and <laughs> I know. I hate that. I hate that. I'm so sorry. Um, And basically, what it was, we were saying that 
like I asked her what was her dream like what did she want to speak into existence mm-hmm. right and she was like one day I want to perform at the Red Rocks like that's my, my dream my dream yeah you know a, a year or two passed or whatever and I don't know if she's performing I think she did perform at the Red Rocks or open up for somebody no didn't she? she played at Summer Jam Summer which Jam is a great look like yes. she killed it too but, and that's, that was my thing was like it's so crazy that you spoke you spoke into the existence that you want to play at Red Rocks and now you're playing at Summer Jam yeah like I, I mean granted I see the difference because Red Rocks is a certain kind of Oh, she'll get there, though. She'll get and that was my thing. It was like, you spoke into an existence, and look at the big-ass step you just took to even get that close. <laughs> like, that's great. People, like, that's not even easy. Like, I don't, like, there's friends I know that if, you know, the radio back at home had a Summer Jam type thing like that, mm-hmm. they would go cra- they would go crazy just to have that opportunity. And yeah. to know that they even got there, and then to see mm-hmm. you do the Pepsi Center was like, wow, these people that I hear, and when I hear them, I'm like, wow, that's going to go somewhere. Like, they're, they're tapped into the right Thank creative you. spot. And so, like, it makes me wonder... What was, was that your favorite show ever? No. no. I mean, like, it was a very cool experience, mm-hmm. and I was very, like, blessed and lucky to be able to do that. But it wasn't my favorite show because I didn't get to do, like, more than one song. I yeah, mean, like, I didn't short. even really, you, like, yeah. do a song. You mean, like, just, it's getting your bag. And yeah, like, Yo. you know what I mean? Um, And, like, my music, like, I like to get hype, but I also like to have, like, stuff that people contemplate and think like about yeah um i don't really remember what my favorite show is which is probably not good to, to i mean say. it's kind of good actually you, i mean you've been you know yeah working hard and doing a lot um well i would say the most recent like thing that comes to memory is it was really cool to play the ogden theater and open up for tiana taylor that no, was really I cool that was should have been on my list to talk about because I know <laughs> you're all good. That was cool because you were on that tour, and that's how I found out about the tour period. And yeah. then I was I listened to the Joe Button podcast a lot, and they were talking about this issue that Tiana yeah, Taylor and I was Jeremiah like, shit. Of course, like my biggest show, I'm yeah. not gonna get to perform because of all this. But no, she like pulled it together and she took it over, and like it was you really meet her? cool. I didn't really meet. Well, I walked past <laughs> her and I said good luck, and I was like, why did I just tell Tiana <laughs> Taylor good luck as if like she needs it? It was so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, God, of course I'm going to do this. Like, uh, Yo, um, that's hilarious. But no, I didn't get to did meet her. Did you do the thumbs? Like, did you do like the, the shoes? No, the thank God. <laughs> um, she would have been like, this white bitch. And I'd be like, I swear Get I'm her not. off the show. Yeah. She's gone. Her and Andrea Maha, gone. Yeah. But um, I did meet Danny uh, Lee, Danny Lay. Mm-hmm. Um, she was super nice and she's blowing up, which is really cool to see. Um, and like her photographer, uh, David, he's really cool. You're and so I got good to with him. names. I admire that. Well, his name was just because he was like, it's David spelled backwards. And I was like, what are you saying to me? I like that though. That's how yeah. you get people to remember. But I was it. still like, isn't David backwards still David? And then I was like, I just sounded so stupid. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, actually I would say though, my favorite show that I've ever played was UMS this past year. Um, ah. when I played at Skylark at, um, midnight, yes, that's right. I like honestly did not think anybody was going to come. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm playing at midnight and like some of these really cool bands were playing at the same time. And I was like, nobody's going to come and see me. Um, and it was packed and it was yep. really cool. And my dad came. And so it's like, Aww. yeah, it's always really cool when you're like parents come to shows that they actually don't get like, it, but they're here to support. Like they're like, yeah, but it's just cool when like, <laughs> there's a lot of people there because you're just like uh, i'm not just like talking out my ass like i like, swear really people care <laughs> yeah. that's super cool yeah, yeah that definitely has to mean a lot that's super crazy 
And I want to get into some more stuff. I kind of want to stray away from music, mm-hmm. but I want to get into some music before we get there. But I want to ask you one last thing. Yeah. And I guess it kind of goes back to just speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. With your music, of course, you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have a lot of things that you kind of want to take in, sounds and things like that. But where do you ultimately want to go? Or what, some, what are some things that you want to speak into existence for yourself? Um, I just want, like, future me to be a multifaceted human being. Like, I think that you hit your prime with everything and that includes music. Like, and while I uh, obviously will create music for the rest of my life, like I also want to get into like furniture design and like design in general. And I want to always just be creating and challenging myself because I think, um, you start to doubt yourself and get sad when you stay stagnant. Yeah. So, um, obviously I would love to travel the world with music. I would love to make an impact with like my music, but I also just want to be able to continue to create for the rest of my life. You're a true creative. Like (laughs) I get that because that's how I feel. Like I do like, I think I have like my goals and dreams, but I don't, I don't really talk about what the fuck I want to do, but, um, why not? Cause I feel like, it's kind of like that J. Cole line. If they don't know your dreams, they can't shoot them down. I don't think anybody would shoot them down, but for me, mm, it's just like... people. Sometimes I just want to surprise... Don't take it personal. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you about that earlier. Yeah. Because it's written with a lot of anger. Oh, so it was <laughs> just like my favorite colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like you kind of had like the, the full grip on the crayon. Yeah. And was like... Well, it was just like during that time of like a lot of doubt and like my friends just kept like I read the four commandments or whatever, the four thing thing. Book. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I don't know. It's like a book everybody <laughs> tells you to read and you feel good like for like a week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alchemist overrated. Like you come at so? me. Literally come <laughs> at me. Alchemist is so overrated. Everybody is so boring for liking that book, but whatever. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no. And one of the commandments was like, don't take it personal. And mm. it's so true. Like if you, cause like you can always take things personally, but like if your mind's going at a million miles per hour, like somebody That's else's fine. mind is probably yeah. too, you know? That's true. That makes so a lot of sense. Speak about your dreams, man. I feel that. I mean, you don't have to do it right now. No, yeah, I was like, like I'm not general. doing it right now. <laughs> well, that's, that's another podcast, but I want, like I said, I'm going to get into some more things that are kind of off the music topic, but I'm going to get into some more music before then. I'm about to botch one name. I haven't okay. done it all day, so let's hope I don't. And if he if he hits me up, he hits me up, so lets me know. Yo, I botched like so many names last week. Like I botched the the main person I was talking about. I botched one of the artists, and it's like this huge learning curve. But it's like you don't really want to you want to surprise artists and show them that you're playing their music. Yeah. And then like it's like oh here's this new song, and then you're like from botch. And I mean like, everybody always botches my name, and you just. You know, when it's, you pick, when you pick a weird when they name, botch your name yeah. though, it's easy. when you pick a name that people haven't heard before, like you can't can expect people to magically pronounce it. You know what I mean? So you're exactly. good. So I'm sorry if I botch this, but I'm not sorry. Really? I'm going to say this is Jaquan or Joquan, J-O-A-Q-U dot N. And this is like a flip he did of a Mobamba track, which is mad dope. And this is Magic Bamba. Excuse me. It's going to be followed by. Homie out here, which I'm pretty sure you know as well, Sec. Sec? I think call him Sec. Sec Peterson, right? I'm yeah. saying it right? Yeah, okay. I think it's Sec. I don't know. Sex? Sex? I don't know. It's like, it looks like sex. I don't know, Seth. Yeah. I'm but sorry. I think we're close enough. See? Okay, so I'm not the only one to botch a name, but I'm going to say Sec Peterson, and this is his Let You Down uh, flip. But uh, let's get into some new music. Let's go.
Sec Peterson. I know I'm saying that name right. I just feel weird because I, I when I saw him it was Sex, sex and it's like it's sex, so sex, sex. exactly Sec Peterson. That was uh, let you down. That was his flip. I like his music because oftentimes it kind of he gets into this like this bag that makes it feel real like, tropical and like flowery and yeah. Like, Seth is dope. I mean, ugh, whatever. See, he knows. see, he, he knows. knows. He knows exactly. Just and, know you're dope. <laughs> <laughs> and he's is he from Colorado? I know he's based out yeah. here. Yes. I think so. So once again, another dope Colorado artist. Um, but now I'm about to really get into some topics that are like unmusic related. <laughs> um, let's see how we even want to start. Just hit me with it. I don't want to just dump, jump in the love <laughs> because I feel like that was a question I wanted to ask you about. But I want to jump into mental breakdown. Mm. You mentioned that a lot. Like I got a little depressed hearing you say, you know, like you don't like you've never experienced love, but you've experienced like. <laughs> everything but and i get it because you know if i can be open when i was you know younger i experienced a lot of heartbreak when relationship wise i you know when you think you know what love is you don't know what love is and da, 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 da. and um like i said we we're talking about the kid cuddy man on the moon mm-hmm. 2 album and i was like i was in such a dark place around that time and it helped me cope and, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and hearing you say what you said i'm like oh i get it like i, I can probably maybe get a little bit of how she thinks and how she feels around mm-hmm. those moods and probably how you found some comfort in those type of areas what is it that contributes to that stuff for like you? Like my depression and stuff? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just depressed. Uh, do you, and do you think you really are depressed, depressed? Like, I'm not saying that it's not serious, <laughs> but like... You know no, I, mean? I am. Um, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. <laughs> I have, like, I'm clinically depressed. Um, and I have, like, really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, it gets, like, it's stress-induced, um, a lot of it. But I'm always stressed, and I don't really know how to turn that off. And I just think um, I also just have a lot of guilt because of, um, like, my family situation and stuff. Um, so I think all that kind of, like, contributes to it um it's like you know sometimes it's manageable and then sometimes it's not but like depression's a thing and I think a lot of like our generation especially has it because of how we were raised like we were kind of I feel like nowadays we're just raised to like be like there's so much wrong with you you have to fix everything about yourself um so yeah and you know it's interesting and I just heard this now and it brought me back to a lift conversation, which I mean, that's weird, <laughs> but let me explain. No, it's okay. I get deep in the lift too. You said, yo, I feel like I'm so weird for doing that. Like sometimes I just don't want to talk. Like, you know, you get like yeah. that, but then sometimes you're like, yo, so where you from? Yeah. What you been through yeah, in life? Yeah. But, um, I was talking to this, this gentleman. I think he was from, 
I mean, I, th- I think I think y'all come from the same area, mm-hmm. and um, I think he was like him being in the military or something, fought for some kind of war. Forgive me for forgetting, but um, I asked him, you know, how does it feel to be in America and to be? Because I have my own views on America and all that, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, how does it feel to be out here making, trying to make a living mm-hmm. and like getting money and all that stuff, or just you know living a life? And you know, back at home your people are like going through like the unimaginable. Like it's so hard for them. And mm-hmm. I'm, I wanted to think about that with you. How do how does that feel for you? Like being like your parents are out here and you know, you're making music and you're doing those mm-hmm. things. Does that ever kind of sit on you at any time? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I went to Iran like two years ago after not being there for 10 years. Damn, and yeah, it was a really long time. And, and a, a lot, lot changed. changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jinx. Um, a <laughs> lot did change and it was for the positive, but like I was there when the Muslim ban happened. Mm. So I was there kind of before everything started to like fall apart again. Yeah. Um, but when I came back, I just had this like immense amount of guilt just realizing because the Muslim ban was put in place, like as I was coming back home, um, that my cousins will never get to visit me under this administration. And like they get villainized for things like I've I just like people just say really wild things about the Middle East. And it really like baffles me because like for the fact that we've been at war in the Middle East for so long mm-hmm. and yet nobody knows anything about the Middle East. Like that's kind of a problem. Like they like demonize us as opposed to like humanize us. Yes. Which is really annoying. But like, yeah, coming back here and realizing like, oh, I can like go outside wear whatever I want and pursue what any, anything I want. Like in Iran, like women aren't allowed to sing in the streets or perform in the streets. And you know what I mean? And like girls do it, which is so badass. Like mm-hmm. there are women that like don't care and will do it. But the fact that like, especially the one thing I'm so passionate about, like thinking that, Oh, if I lived over there, like I would never have this opportunity. I probably would have like succumbed to what was asked of me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I came back home with a lot of guilt that like I have endless opportunities and my cousins don't. And you know, what's interesting is I said, I told you this earlier before we actually, um, I hadn't actually told you this, but I told you you're on my list to Mm -hmm. to, to interview or to conversate with, because this isn't really an interview. And, um, (laughs) When I was trying to find information out about you, just kind of who you are, get a glimpse. Mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, you know, wow, it's really interesting because, you know, hearing you say that mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you know how America looks at your people and how they, 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 you know, dehumanize them. They make them seem like they're like villains and stuff like that. And it's like, it's crazy because I feel like with my people, they do the same thing, but it's here. Mm-hmm. Like we're like we look like beasts like we're given like beast traits and we're like dehumanized or we're not really mm-hmm. like treated like people and i was just kind of I'm, I'm glad you, t- you talked about that because i was interested to hear that from a perspective of just something different but mm-hmm. something that unfortunately we can relate to pain wise is because of how the world treats us mm-hmm. and i thought that was really interesting so i'm thank yeah. you for even sharing that yeah yeah i mean the other thing is is i am white passing like mm-hmm. you know when people look at me they don't really pick up on it at, mm-hmm. off top until like they're like, oh wait, like you and kind of look my, exotic. I was wondering that too, and like I said, I, I I was trying to be careful because I don't. No, no, up, you're all good. I don't want to be that black man who busts <laughs> in the door and was like, yo, how do you feel about white privilege? Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I white take privilege it slow. is real, and when people say it's not, they're just stupid. 
Yeah. No, 100%. And Be- that, yeah, because yeah. I live it. Like, I literally watch people. Like, I'll go to the mall with my mom and, like, sh- like the cashier will just, like, be talking to my mom, hello, sideways. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll pop up and I'll be like, hey, mom, what's going on? Also, like, who, you know? so who looks, like, who, like, who do you look like more or less when, you, when it comes to your parents' skin um, tone? I mean, I just, like... Stuff? I don't like both my parents are darker than I am. Um, both my parents look Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So um, you just got to go outside more, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. No, um, I've always been pale. Like I've always been very pale. Um, I've always had like um, lighter features than mm-hmm. a lot of my family. Um, like me and one of my cousins and my grandma and then like two great whatever relatives. Yeah are like the palest people in our family, but everybody else is like very olive skinned. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I know what it's like to have white privilege and it's real and, um, yeah, it's weird. Does it's it make really you feel uncomfortable? Weird. Like, are you aware of it at times? Or oh yeah. Like- oh yeah. Especially like when I'm like with my other friends of color, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like watching, like, especially like my black guy friends getting treated like way differently or the, like when we're together, like the weird looks or, you know, like I've just seen a lot from um, an outside perspective and like the only time like I've ever really come in contact with racism, like to my face is um, like at the airport or like after nine like, 11, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just like really specific stuff. Like, but again, because I'm white passing, like unless you look at my last name or like I have like my necklace that I'm not wearing right now, but like I have my necklace that has my name in Farsi. Or if you hear me talking on the phone, you don't really know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I didn't even want to go that route, but I knew it. And that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I was super excited. But we talked about a lot of, I guess, interesting things that are kind of, you know, I feel like, affect us every day but i want to talk about something else that affects us every day yeah and you said earlier that you've never experienced love why is that <laughs> um, and is that true like be ruthless. no no i really have never been in love like i i thought i was like getting close to it with one guy and then it just like blew up in my face and it was awful and then i just like so essentially like i lost 100 pounds yeah so um growing up it's aggressive. and like <laughs> It's very aggressive. I've lost pounds, but like sometimes working out, I've yeah, lost, I lost pounds from being like sick, but yeah. like 100 pounds. Yeah. Um, which I used to be like, I used to not want to talk about it. But like, so before that, you know, like I grew up in the suburbs and I was like one of the only like Middle Eastern kids in the mm-hmm. whole neighborhood. And I just always thought I had to look like Lauren Conrad from the hills in okay. Laguna Beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I'm sure like there have been other people that, you know, we're fat are fat that probably have a lot of a different experience than I did. But like, for me, it's like nobody was interested in me. Mm. And so I internalize that a lot. And that's kind of where I, um, like like, self hate almost. Yeah. Well, it was just to the point where I was like, I don't even really look at myself and see anything. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm like, but it wasn't in like a depressing way. Like I didn't really like at some point you're just like, well, at least I have a cute face. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know, it was just to that point. And that's kind of also where I found music because it's like, Uh, Oh, my friends wouldn't ask me to hang out. So like, I'm just going to write music and hang out by myself. mm -hmm. Um, so I think for like a really long time, cause like I was like overweight from like middle school until like freshman year of college. I was overweight in elementary school. Yeah. So don't be alone. Well, I mean like, I feel like most people had a chubby phase, but like I had a chubby life. Okay. I feel like people, <laughs> I feel like the people who had a chubby phase, maybe a few made it out and like, no, sorry, not chubby phase. The people who had like a, 
Yeah. Like a big, big I mean, phase. it's really hard to lose weight. It is. Yeah. It is. And like, like you even never now, really I'm like on it. my last like 15 pounds. I'm like, God damn it, just come <laughs> off. But um, yeah. So anyway, like I, you know, and then at one point you just stop trying and you just kind of feel like any boy that you're going to like is just like not going to like you anyway. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. So I was just stuck in that. And then when I did lose weight and like I watched like the male attention come in, I was like, you're all shallow. That's nasty. Yeah. I was like, I hate everyone that wasn't nice to me before I lost weight. And so like love was just on hold. Like I never really like. And then I would never believe it if a guy actually liked me. I'd be like, oh, like my stretch marks are going to turn him off or like, oh, I'm just like too like I'm still too chubby or like, oh, he likes this girl over me because of weight. Like it's still a mm. thing like to this day. To this like, day yeah. I mean, yeah. even now, like I said, even now more than ever with social media. Yeah, I want you to totally. Look a certain way. I'm glad that the whole like plus size and like that whole comfort thing. is. Oh, happening. yeah. I wish I had that growing up. Like it used to be mortifying to like buy clothes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I would hate having to buy new clothes yeah or like eating or like liking a guy you know what i mean like there's just so many things that were like so traumatizing that you're just like i think i'm like cool and i don't want to really do this anymore um but yeah and then like when i finally like had like feelings that i had for somebody like you know replicated like they felt the same about me it was like i just went through like a boy crazy phase but like i never i never had the opportunity to fall in love because i would either cut things short or the other person would do you think um, i know this may sound kind of like dumb because you obviously don't but do you think that you kind of would know what love is being that like you're a little older you're more grown you're more of you know, a woman woman like you're grown <laughs> up paying bills and stuff that you would know what love is or felt like at this age because you never really came close to feeling it like i mean like i know what people look like when they're in love but i've never like felt felt it you know yeah, what i mean what yeah. like you could pretend you're in love with people like for a second i remember like the first guy that broke my heart i was like was i in love with him and then i was like no i wasn't in love with him i was like infatuated with him and uh, that's a lot different than being in different. love like those get confused often yeah yeah like did i have love for that person and do i have love for like a lot of guys that i have like had whatever kind of relationship with yeah Yeah. like you want to have love for somebody that you're going to be intimate with or like share a lot of time with but was i ever in love no Mm. that's interesting because i feel like now i feel like too because when you haven't do you feel like you'd be scared of it if it even came close to you now? Do you think? Yeah, for sure. That's like why I haven't because I, like I just watch people lose themselves in it and it's like I don't even yeah. know myself yet. Like I'm just scratching the surface. So I don't want somebody to distract from that. But like I love attention and like yeah. I I really like I really do want to meet somebody that I can fall in love with. But I just don't like and even though I want it to happen, like I would love to be in love, but I don't have time to be in love right now yeah and like i don't really know myself as much as like i don't have like a solid enough foundation because i remember the first time i got my heart broken yeah like the first time i got my heart broken it was like the rug was like slipped up under me and like there was a volcano under it, that rug man and then that's aggressive like, that's, it, like, that's it sucked because it was like a double yeah, whammy of it like hurts. losing somebody you care about and losing your best friend and then like losing yourself and then like wondering like what you are without that person because you spend so much time with them and then you're like what the fuck is what mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've definitely been so i, I was I like never like, again <laughs> last year i've been in that, i've been in that yeah. field last year and I'm literally like, like never again bye miss but, me with yeah. that <laughs> bye. but you know i will i will say for what it's worth from what i, I maybe have learned in life i've 
felt like in the past, I feel like I knew what love was, but I feel like love grows and like you never really, because love is different with everybody, it seems like. You never love somebody, yeah, but totally. you love somebody else, oh, but yeah. somebody is not that person. But I think over time, I think I've learned that to be in love with someone else is to be in love with yourself. And I feel like that's where we fail. Yeah. Like, you don't know like, like, you're saying like your bears crashing the surface on like, yeah. you know, who you are, what you're doing, like, like, this, like mm-hmm. what you love about yourself and come in terms with who you are. And I feel like once you like, once you love yourself and you're comfortable in whatever skin you're in and how you feel and what you do and understanding mm-hmm. that you need to grow, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I love my, I'm really happy with being by myself. Like yeah. think about how often, now, I don't know how often you are, but I was telling my homie back home, you know, when you have a relationship, you always kind of want company. Like you want somebody around because oh, yeah. you don't want to feel alone. Mm-hmm. It's like once you learn how to be alone, I feel like you, you can finally be with somebody else because you know how to like be yourself, mm-hmm. be alone, be okay, love yourself alone. Like that's just so crazy to me. Like do you do you feel like – what am I trying to ask here? Do you feel like you're learning to love yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's like an everyday thing, and I don't know if it'll ever be like 100%, but um, yeah, no, and I like agree with what you're saying, because I think nowadays we love selfishly, like we love people Mm -hmm. to like fill what we don't love about ourselves, and like that's not right, because like that's loving very selfishly, like you just want to love somebody because you're like, you're tight, you're awesome, I love Mm -hmm. you, you make me feel good, I make you feel good, like that's what I want, I don't want this shit where it's like, oh, I feel ugly, and like I want my boyfriend to gas me up on Instagram, like, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. like you should really just want to love each other, because you're both happy with who you are inside and want to help each other grow. A hundred percent. See, you get it. Like you get it. I do and get it. So I just haven't found it because but that's not boys bad. suck. And you know, I will say men are trash. Yeah. I will say a lot of people that I met or not a lot of people that I met. Cause that sounds crazy, but like men are trash. Yeah, I know. But yo, I think it takes time. Like I think, oh, you know, I'm not like tripping about it. Like, yeah, I know you're not. I, know, you I just got, need like muses. You know yeah, what I mean? Muses. <laughs> I need I need to go live life, quote unquote. That's hilarious. I definitely feel that. <laughs> um, yes, I'm so excited we had the conversation. Um, I want to get into one more thing because okay. I know we're about to get ready to head out here. What is you said? We don't know when to expect your next music, but you have any music mm-hmm. done? Will we expect it out by next year? Definitely, will be out in 2019. I'm not sure when because we're just uh. Working on trying to make sure it gets in new hands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very thankful of how supportive Denver has been towards me um, and how um, people from the Internet have been really nice to me. But I just want to make sure that uh, we're trying to push for like thousands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hopefully that, you know, just get to the next jump of artist level i guess mm-hmm. um yeah so but it'll come out and i'm really proud of it i think it's really good and i usually I don't that. say that about anything i do but I'm, you, would you say you're happy about it like you're really happy i'm about stoked it? Like i can't not wait depressed about it no i'm really <laughs> excited for people to hear it i think that every song i think it flows really nicely and i think that every song um touches on a different thing that i'm influenced by and it's me so i'm excited for that and yeah. You said you maybe show me some new music after oh, yeah. this is all off. Yeah, when this is off, we'll okay. we'll show you the music. And I want to <laughs> tell you, I mean, whether it was on here or not on there, I've been having this idea of you know how I can use not use my platform, but just do something else mm-hmm. to put on or to push these people that I believe in mm-hmm. and try to get their name out there. 
and I have this idea that I'll tell you off air that okay. maybe I can see what it does. Cool. But yeah, I'm gonna keep it like that. Okay. I'll tell you off Sounds air. good. But um, I really appreciate it. Hell I really yeah. appreciate you Thank letting you me come coming to your to place. My, yeah. Very Thank hospitable. You. You're like extremely nice i'm persian like, man you were like mean but like you're, just, <laughs> you're super nice the same person Thank that you. i said hi to for that brief whatever i could tell like you i was were also like person. really drunk and hungover when we <laughs> met i was like oh day three ums fuck i couldn't tell actually i, I tell. wasn't drunk or hungover i was just tired i think later on yeah, you were like, no i was su- the, like, i was the, super sober who was performing that later on the night uh, I don't know, but I was super uh, sober because oh, okay. I was on steroids because I got <laughs> sick and my doctor was like, well, you got to sing. So here's steroids. And that's why I got my tonsils out. How was that? Oh, I hate to even go there. But how was that? It wasn't that bad. Were you sleep? Uh, like during surgery, but like I didn't really sleep that much. Damn. I just like watched a lot of television. Did it affect your music? Your music at all? I didn't write for two weeks. I was just like literally watching TV for two weeks. But when you got back into singing, were you like... Oh, oh yeah, it was scary. Like it's still scary now to sing. I'm like, uh, I feel fatigued. <laughs> you really do feel fatigued. Your voice is like muscles. I wish I could have saw the face that she did when she like did. The, oh, <laughs> like it was hilarious. Mind screenshot. But once again, I don't take up too much more of your time. I really appreciate it. I know yes, that thank you. for 2019, I'm excited that I'm getting new music, and hey. I'm just excited for you. Like I really think, Thanks. you know, just genuinely, you know, aside from all this podcast shit. I really genuinely think that you're going to go places and that your music Thank is going to is going to really speak to people that you may have never thought it would speak to. That makes as long me as feel you really continue nice. to Thank create you. from that place, no matter if it's from pain, happiness, anxiety, if you just speak from a real place and you take th- take things as serious as you want people to take it, then they have no choice but to take it serious. Thank you. So I'm super excited for Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I do want to get, you know, I, I couldn't do this podcast with you <laughs> without getting into some of your music, some of your mm-hmm. latest speeches at least. Oh, I almost messed up in my mind, but I'm going to say it right. <laughs> this is another Colorado artist. This is Trace Chapman. Yes, shout out Trace. Yes, and this is his track off his latest project. I, I forgot what his latest project is. Exotic Birds. Exotic Birds. And the Hold only reason I remember that is because he would always say the word exotic before like almost everything. And I was like, all right, this is great marketing. That's but hilarious. yeah, Trace is dope. Everybody should check him out. I hands down think that he is like one of the top people in Colorado. Yes, he's very good. Yeah. Like he's definitely very good. And mega consistent. So Very. Yes. So Trace Chapman, T-R-A-Y-C-E. Chapman, I'm, you should know how to spell Chapman. I should not spell it for you. <laughs> but this is his, we're going to play his track, uh, The Questions Slash Habits, and this is featuring the one and only Yasi. And then after that, we're going to get into her latest track uh, with Dose, who you also heard, you've heard Dose on this podcast probably two or three times because I've, yeah, Dose I is praise awesome. his music. Yeah, Dose is like, rad. I, I really praise his music. So you should it's hear his be, new stuff. It's good. I need to. Yeah, Doesn't he have really, project coming out soon too? I don't know what he's doing, but. You know. I, I really don't. I really don't <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I really I don't, don't know no. if he's like putting out a project or just doing singles, but he sends me his music and it's good. It's That's really good. Dope. So this track, and the track you're going to hear after this Trace Chapman is going to be um, from Doze called Crazy, featuring, of course, Yasi. And uh, we'll come right back to get ready to you know, do this little outro that we do because I almost forgot to do the outro. Cool. But let's get into it. Starts in the wrist. I know you probably had a few shots for the kid. I know. I know the raindrops falling on the bins. I know your pole work cold in a bitch. 
know your cold word won't win a man. Somewhere in the zone I've been. Why the fuck am I drowsy? What the fuck are we smoking? I feel like I'm drowning. Every time that I'm choking, you gotta stop them questions. What are we doing? Are we invested? What are we doing? We being reckless. Trace, I just got a question. I would in the ash, I blew your heart. I know you had high hopes, but I'm not that guy. Zoned out and I might just slide. Where you at? What you want? What you do last night? Remember fucking in the pool that night? Sandy had you in the mood that night. Really tried to make a move that night. Looked at me and asked the question, I would prove you right. Where we at? What is this? And where you be at night? So baby, I got all of these questions for you. You, you. Like, tell me where you at, cause you should roll through. So, baby, I got all of these questions for you. Starts in the wrist. I know you probably had a few shots for the kid. I know, I know the raindrops falling on the bins. I know your cold work cold in a bitch. I know your cold work won't win a man. 
Somewhere in the zone I've been Why the fuck am I drowsy? What the fuck are we smoking? I feel like I'm drowning Every time that I'm choking Stop them questions. What are we doing? Are we invested? What are we doing? We being reckless. Trace, I just got a question. I wouldn't ask you. I blew your heart. I know you had high hopes, but I'm not that guy. Zoned out, and I might just slide. Where you at? What you want? What you do last night? Remember fucking in the pool that night? Zanny had you in the mood that night. Really tried to make a move that night. Looked at me and asked the question. I would prove you right. Where we at? What is this? And where you be at night? Baby, I got all of these questions for you You, you Like, tell me where you at Cause you should roll through So baby, I got all of these questions for you really a bad track from this guy i love the vibes and the music that he gives and like yeah shout out to him and i'm telling you i said this earlier <laughs> every time it sounds so effortless thanks and i no, know that it's track not. Was like, fun. i know it's hard like, i know it's definitely difficult but it sounds so effortless when you from i, I, mean, I haven't seen you perform live live but just even seeing you perform Gotta the track to my show man november Don't 29th without a ticket let's say it again <laughs> You take a cash app? I can yes, cash app it to you. I do have cash app. We're going to do that. <laughs> November 29th at, I keep oh, forgetting. Sorry. Larimer Lounge. <laughs> at Larimer Lounge. And it's going to be with. Doze and Deva. And yes. Doze and I are going to play that song. Yes. So pull up. If you're in town, pull up. I'm super excited for that. Um, and we're going to get ready to actually get out of here. And like I said, I really appreciate all your hospitality and everything again. But 
my wonderful co-host um alvin you know a few weeks back he said we should do this thing like shout outs but it's called the prayer list so we just, you can shout out somebody and say what's up say you love them blah, blah blah or you can just shout out somebody and put them on the prayer list who may be going through something or whatever so uh who would you like to say and put on the prayer list and it could be as long as you want it's not one of those like shout out to uncle rick no, shout no out to you're, good, you're, like, good, you're good you're good um i am not gonna choose a specific person okay i'm going to put people who are going through a hard time on the prayer list i feel that and just know it gets better it might get shitty again but then it'll get better again i love that i, sh- <laughs> I love that like that's super true i think me and me and my homie were talking about that the other day like you you'll never become the person that you want to be unless you go through the hardest parts of your life yeah exactly like, I feel like that's super true um, and being it? sad is normal yes 100 being sad is normal it's okay to not be okay but just know that yeah you got to bounce back um was there anybody that i wanted to put on the prayer list i feel like there was um wick jones um and his family i know that um recently he lost his cousin recently very young 21 crazy crazy uh it's crazy whole the whole thing is crazy It, it makes me once again question you know just the whole police force and how that whole over aggression how they view us and then just the situation he's in and the lack of detail and just the whole situation that happened um so rest in peace and um yeah we're, we're, i'm gonna be with you all i'm gonna be with you 100 percent if you need anything with jones just holler at me you have my number i'm already texting you um i will be at the funeral as well to show my uh condolences so shout out to you and um i hate to end like on a sad note but you know there's always kind of i guess growth and inspiration from those kind of things so and also last person i'm gonna put on the prayer list is i want to put you Aww, on the prayer list Y'all, i'm gonna put you on the prayer list because i feel like like I said, you know, you've, you've went a little bit without putting out music. I know that when you put out this new music, it's going to be probably a little different because you're going to have to kind of fall back into that groove of, you know, mm-hmm. pushing the music mm-hmm. and, you know, being comfortable with it. And like I said, I just know you're going to do great things. Thank you. I don't tell it to everybody. Thank I'm 100% you. real. Like, if I think something's <laughs> trash, I'm going to come up and see and be like, yo, you could do better. I won't say yeah. it's trash. No, no, like, no, no, mean, yeah. but So like I said, well, I just appreciate you. it. You're going to do well. You too. I'm <laughs> trying. I'll tell you some of the things and dreams I have after this. I don't. I don't. I don't know why I'm super weird. I don't like to put no, things out in the okay. public. But so um, I appreciate it, y'all. There's gonna be. I think I'm not sure if we're doing this exactly, but there may be two or three more episodes before we take our little Christmas break. But I'm planning to, and I'm just gonna speak this into the universe. I'm planning to do um, a big grand finale before the end of the year with our last guest. Cause I really want to show people that I'm not fucking playing. I'm about to shit on some people. Cause I want to get in my bag. So. um Yep, y'all take care. Stay positive. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I guess. I don't really care for that holiday, but just enjoy family time. And uh yeah. I'm out. Anything you want to say before we go? Um, no, I just want to say thank you uh to you and to everybody else that fucks with me because I know I only put out one song this year. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for coming to the show and being interested in my dreams. It means a lot. I'm literally gonna end on this note. November 29th. One more time. Say it again. November, November 29th. Larimer Lounge, Doze, Deva, me, come through. We'll have special t-shirts. Yes. Uh, new music. The EP yes. will be played for the first time um, because I think my city should hear it before anybody else does. I feel that. So there we go. I'm out. Y'all take care and follow Yasi on, I think, is, is it literally your name on all socials? It's just Yasi Muse on everything. Exactly. Y-A-S-I. And then the word Muse. Muse. M-U-S-E. Because some people will mess that up. <laughs> you know how it goes. We out. Love y'all.